another bad loss, and suddenly we're out of the eight and questioning whether we can get back in for September. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and today on the show we'll be discussing our review of last Friday night's defeat to the Essendon Football Club, the preview of the next game this Saturday against Collingwood at the SCG, and of course everything else Sydney Swans as well. My name is Tom Flanagan, I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio, as always by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we fellas? Our season seemingly slipping away. Oh, seemingly is one way to put it, Tommy. Indeed it is. I think uh, it wasn't too attractive. I think it slipped away. Yeah, it was, it was a disaster honest. on Friday, wasn't it? Unmitigated disaster, Tommy. After what we saw against the Gold Coast, um, we thought we might see a bit of a response. We were okay in that first half, but gee, the true form really showed in that second half. We were... In that last quarter. In the last quarter. The thing. It, was just a, it was just another 60% effort yeah. from us. There was, uh, again, you... Looked at it, you've gone, we're hanging in there, we're hanging in there. But really the game, as far as I'm concerned, for mine, Ben, the game was not winnable at any point. Um, Which is so frustrating because we're so competitive in those first halves. We've been so competitive over so the competitive. course of the last couple of years. Exactly. Last decade. But we, we used to hang our hats on those close, tight contests that you knew look, we're probably going to be able to win this game in every single close situation like that. And you just haven't seen that at all this year, that sort of killer instinct. Well, in the past, even if we had lost in close fashion, it was usually with 22 four-quarter contributors. Exactly. You know, um, with Honourable the, losses. Exactly right. But the cattle that we've had out there this year has been better than the performances have showed, particularly in the second half. Of the Correct. Year. And, and I mean, we'll get onto the game in a moment, but... I think it's damning when you look at every single loss we've had this year has been absolutely appalling. There have been no honourable losses, you know, bar Richmond, I guess you could say. You could argue both ways. You you could argue both ways, definitely. And, you know, you look at your sides like North Melbourne and they're they're constantly having honourable losses, but we haven't had one of them. It's either we've won from individual brilliance or we've been garbage. Yeah, the difference between our best and our worst, it might be the biggest gap in the comp at the moment. Miles. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But then there's still like these little moments where we just, I mean, we just show that we're so far ahead of a lot of the competition. Like one, it, it might even just be one play. It, well, in ability, in individual. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 100%, 100%. That's what I mean. But, um, well, if you look at the first quarter of the Gold Coast game, that shows you that we are competent. We are a competent football club who are very skillful and have some great personnel out there. But for some reason, the follow-up just hasn't been there this year. Well, we just had too many passengers, too many yep. full-quarter drop-offs in that game, the Gold Coast game. We had two goalless quarters again against Essendon, another goalless quarter in the last quarter. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's unacceptable. Yep. It's completely unacceptable. Yeah, it's like, there's a lot of junk, junk time action. For a team that was fourth at that point, it's unacceptable. Yeah, we weren't really in fourth, though. Like, factually, yes, we were. But that's because each time we had a bad loss, all yeah. the other results would go our way as well. But but the, the facts still remain. The real, I mean, the real, like, the most disappointing part is effectively, you know, we were 10 and 3 going into the bye, and mm. we were kind of riding a bit of a wave of momentum. We'd beaten West Coast? Yeah, twice. Twice. Yep. Don't look like beating a side of West Coast calibre at the moment. Couldn't beat Gold Coast. Nope. Couldn't beat Essendon, for God's sake. And and against Essendon, the amount of missed tackles and the way they just ran through us, that was yeah. the that was the uh, biggest concern for me. Our forward pressure was pretty much rendered non-existent yep. by their runoff halfback, Saad and McKenna, McGrath. Um, we had three tackles inside 50 for the night compared to their 20. Zach Jones had three contested disposals. He had a nightmare. Yep. And we can you can think about it for a fortnight. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just yeah that. Don't be wrong. I mean, I, I sit here a lot and I say, you know, look, you take that, you take that, you take that. You never ever ever take getting reported before the bounce of the ball. Yeah. It's just so dumb. Yeah, so dumb. But I thought that might even spark us a little bit. Oh, and it just, you were wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it it was a pretty ugly story from start to finish because 
Like you said, man, we, we never even looked like winning. The shining, the shining light for me was Aaliyah. Aaliyah remains to be yeah. the shining light week Again. in, week out. Gun. He, Gun. Uh, yeah. And then he's holding then, us together yeah, in this last is. month. We, we've, we would have had nothing to talk about if Aaliyah was, hasn't been in the team. And then he went has. off the ground and I thought, bloody hell. But thankfully he came back on. He was just intercept Mark King. He's just instinctive. Yeah. He, ju- he, he just doesn't. Um, he knows it. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He the, way, the way he reads it. When, when he's in the zone, he's, he's not thinking about anything else other than just going for that ball and yep. then taking it, off, taking it taking it out of the back line. So yep. I, I love it when he's at his brilliant best. I'm really glad he signed on because there's a lot of upside there. Um, but the rest of our defence, I thought, struggled uh, Big a time. Bit the other mm-hmm. night. There was uh, yep. a couple of young players that probably exposed um, uh, defending one-on-one. Our transition defending when they were up and running was really... Really poor, and it made Mitch Brown look like a superstar by the end of the night, which was really frustrating. Yeah. We refused to go up the middle as well. Yeah, well, the ball moves. Very, very Mick Malthouse, wasn't it? <laughs> the ball- boundary, boundary, boundary. <laughs> well, that's that's the story of Horse and the way he likes yeah. to do things. Like you know, kick long down the line and try and have a contest. Sure, you keep trying that, keep trying that. But when it's only Tommy McCartan, when there's no one else down there to make a contest, it's either you know. Do, so, do something to the forward structure, put another big body down there, or instruct them to change the style of ball movement. To me, it, it's almost that simple. Because Buddy, Buddy can't take overhead, Mark. I know he's gotten better, but he, that's not the type of forward he is. And it's too much to ask of Tom McCartan to <laughs> just be clunking them all night. Yeah, and you know this is, this is kind of where it gets slightly more positive, is that there is a lot of immense talent so much. to come through. So much. Yeah. Uh, and you can't knock anything that... Someone like Tom McCartan's put up when no. I think that was his, no, ninth, he's been or, was his ninth or tenth game. You can't, weekend. You, you, oh, he's been amazing. You can't expect an eighteen-year-old first-year centre half forward to completely hold down all every single aerial contest in that forward half. Correct. Or especially or to, with the or game, to compete. Or to compete for four quarters, yeah, which is effectively what he's done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and but the game plan that we play, it, it he's absolutely pivotal to it. It would be nice if he was just a side piece to it instead of absolutely yeah. integral to the way that we play going forward. I'll tell you what, his hands are great, though. He's going to be so good. Yeah, he is a, he's an absolute star. You can't fault Tommy McCartan. It's just he needs support down there nah. if that forward structure it's is a, going to work. It's just a, yeah, it's a baptism of fire. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, well. That's footy, as they say, Tommy. Could could we have seen maybe at some point, I know we've harped on it this year, but could we have seen a league go forward in the second half, could have yeah, you yeah, you, you you're robbing, pe- you're you robbing Peter but, to pay Paul. But then, yeah, then you've got this massive hole in the back fifty. But do you need to do that? Because we don't didn't look like scoring in that second half. Yeah, didn't look like scoring. And maybe if you do something like that, you give yourself a chance, even if you're going to get le- leak a few more I, I defensively. Think, I think the mindset from the coaching staff would have because Essendon started to look so dangerous whenever they moved forward in the second half. <laughs> yeah. You'd struggle to muster up the courage to move somebody like Aaliyah well, when that's happening. Well, it's like a, it's a game of chess. Change up our style and let's run with well, them. Let's make it a shootout. Well, Tommy, and if we lose in a shootout, we lose in a shootout. Therein lies the problem. We're not going to. We're not going to. We're not going to yeah, win. We're not we, going to win the shootout. No, no, well, no, no. That we don't I mean, know. We've we don't. Tried. Yeah, we don't know. No, if, that's I, I'm the on, problem. I'm on Tommy's. I'm on Tommy's side. Yeah. We don't know. But exactly. we're not, it's not like we're going to turn that around and win it out of nowhere. hundred percent. I know. Like this is this is I think what is frustrating so many True Blood faithful and Sydney Swan supporters everywhere is that there's just this belligerent mm. refusal. Mm. It's arrogant. Yeah. Well, it could certainly come across that way. Yeah. This refusal to to adapt and to try something new. Well, at one stage during the night against Essendon, he did try something new. We, we put Reg at centre half forward. And he forward. kicked a goal. He, he, what does he Went do? Up, what does he it. do? As soon as they put him there, he takes a mark, he kicks a goal, and then he's never seen in the forward half for the rest of the night. Yeah. Well, what, what happened to that? So that that is my my issue, and that's all of our issues. Is that there's a lack of adaptability, and it's been the same all year, and nothing's been done about it. So I reckon Dane would enjoy going forward and. Put him in the mid. Put him in the mid. Yeah, put him in the mid. Put him right in the middle. Like we, we've got a whole bunch of halfback. Make a change. That can, make a change that demands a reaction. Like this, we've got O'Riordan. We've got Marsh. These blokes can cover them defensively 
you know, if you put Rampy in the midfield, maybe what's a ten Marsh, minute, what's a ten minute spell? What's a ten minute spell? Yeah, yeah exactly right. As, Grundy didn't even have that. Maybe Marsh isn't quite the defender or the player that Dane Rampy is, but he can cover him for a quarter to, while we're trying something different, putting Dane in the middle. I don't know. Mix it up. I just don't want to see yeah. that crap we saw in the second half. Hopefully we can. It was, dri- it was dribble. It was dribble. Ho- hopefully we can. The whole, the whole game was dribble, though. Like, like yeah. it was once again, it Love. was just another 60% performance. Dawson's 60% goal. of our potential. Dawson's goal from 55. Huge. Sinker's spin. Dawson's goal was amazing. Sinker's spin and check side goal. Love yeah, that. We knew, we knew that again. Yeah. We knew that again. <laughs> rap for sure. No, that was, that was genuinely, that was genuinely Class. very special. Um, Newman's goal. Newman's goal was Newman's goal. Yep. Newman's goal was great. Um, and Aaliyah's hands. But other than that, oh, and Parker's, I guess, four quarter tenacity. He, he was yeah. one who did give it a mm, four quarter yeah. dip. But other than that, a lot of passengers and a lot of ugly footy. I was um, saddened, but also a little bit vindicated and relieved to hear that Lance has only trained for 20 minutes this year because it explains a lot. It does. It's, and no, it says a lot about him to get up for those games. It's no wonder why our forward, not forward line's struggling to function against yep. good sides when... You know, a number one man has only trained for 20 minutes for the whole year. He's not and, 100% and he's got a very, very young pack around him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it puts in perspective moments like in the fourth quarter against the Kangas, against the Tigers. He goes back 55 out and he slots and them. And he just slots them. Yeah. And they're never in doubt. Uh, for us Sydney supporters, yeah, we're nervous, but they're never in doubt. But what really <laughs> frustrates me is we are talking about Lance and the forward half underperforming when they haven't made the change to put a senior player up there mm-hmm. to help him. Yeah. You know, if that change had been made four or five weeks ago, maybe Buddy does get away. I saw a couple of weeks ago, I don't can't remember whether it was the Gold Coast game or the Geelong game, Sinclair floated forward for about five minutes. It was the Gold Coast game. The Gold Coast game. Sinclair floated forward for about five minutes. While he was floating forward, what happens? He drew a man. Yep. A man that would other, otherwise would have been with Buddy. What happens then? We kick inside forward 50. The man who's drawn to Sinclair stays on Sinclair. Buddy's then in a one-on-one, and he takes, a, takes yeah. a mark out on the fifty. So, I don't know. Just look; these are these are things that we've been scratching our head about yeah. all year, all year. Who's responsible for these things? <laughs> who's who's going to say? Is that a, is that a rhetorical question? Who more? Go on then. Yes, Go man. on. Footy department, the coaching staff, the leadership group. Yeah. Anyone who's making decisions. Where does, where, does, where does the buck stop? Where's the buck stop, Tom? On game day, where does the buck stop? Well, the buck has to stop with the head coach, the senior coach, John Longmire. But he does have a team around him who um, are part of the decision-making process. So it's not all on him. But no. we're, we're seeing things that we're not liking a hell of a lot in the way that we structure up and the way that we move the ball. And in the end, the buck does have to stop with him, but I'm sure yeah. he's not making I all, think, the, I all think, the decisions. I think the question I would then put to you in turn, whether it's fair or not, you tell me which assistant coaches' jobs are on the line. None. Yeah, no, I don't think that's fair. I think they're all first year. Uh, Brett hey. Kirk in his second, is he? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. But that, in effect, alludes to what I'm what I'm saying. Whether it's fair or not, the fact is, like, is is Horse going to be the coach at the end of the year, Tommy? That's, a, that's a, I'm not the person to answer that. Tom Harley and, and should he be? What, what Andrew Pridham should he be? Your your personal opinion? I think these coming ne- to you next, man. Yeah, these oh, ne- I'm ready. These next, <laughs> <laughs> born ready. These next four weeks will learn a lot about what horse can get out of a group that's not a hundred percent at its full capacity. Considering the injuries on our list, I love it. We've got a month to get into the eight. Even if we don't make top four, which that's looking extremely unlikely at the moment, if we can just sneak into the eight. I'm happy to bury the bury the hatchet on this year, bury the hatchet on last year, and give it one more go. But if we fail to make, make the finals, I, I, th- I think we can really see. Do you think we'll make the finals? Looking at our next four games, personally, no, I don't think we will. But if we can, I think that's a great achievement with the group that we've got at the moment and the way that they've been performing in the last month. If we can is turn it around, best, is it, Mads? I'll swing to you here. Is that in the best interest of the club making finals? 
I'm not talking about tanking. Do, here, do you want? I'm um, not talking about tanking. But what is in the best interest of this football club, knowing what we what we've been through the last couple well, of pre-seasons? Statistically, I'll, it is because it maintains 17 out of the last 20 years. We've I'll, played. I'll take it. I'll take it from here. What was your first question? Oh, should uh, should horse remain the head coach of the Sydney Swans at season's end? A lot of people are very, very, very afraid of the answer to this question, given he's been such a servant of the football club and so successful with an asterisk at the end of it. Fact of the matter is, everything we've talked about all year is to do with horse. And I love him. And everyone else loves him. No one's ever going to take away. No one's one's ever... No one can take that away. Absolutely not. But the fact is, he's not made any of the changes required to make us a competitive football club this year. And he's been gifted a side with so much immense talent. And the window, as we've said, has mysteriously still been open. And now, for mine, it's unfortunately closed, which is really disappointing. Permanent? Do you mean for this year? For or? this year, yeah. What? Yeah, I think I think I think you look at the surroundings of the competition, and you look at what it's not. You look at you look at the mini grand final that we had on Saturday. Correct. We were talking about how good of a game that was, and the Tigers. It's when just it came another down level. To it, they just put their foot down, and it's off they went. Another level. But we, gonna, we're not I'm gonna there. Quickly, I'm going to quickly touch on something that you said, Mance. No one will ever take away from Horse the fact that he is a premiership winning coach and he's been very successful with the asterisk. I I put this question to you. Would any other club attempt to poach Horse as a desirable coach for their football club? No. Right now? No, they wouldn't. What? No, they wouldn't. When I think about it like that, and I take into account everything that everyone has to say about him and the fact that, you know, we've never, you know, realistically, he's had an unbelievable record. We got the 2012 grand final, which was fantastic. We always make prelims. We always make semis. At the end of the day, his job is not to get to prelims and semis. It's to win premierships. And you touch on things like the premiership window still being open. I think it's, uh, I don't think it's a mystery as such. I think we've done very well with no, this. No, I'm sorry. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm just clarifying that, you know, we've got a fantastic list, a great group of kids. Um, we've got fantastic staff around the football club as an organization. But if he can't utilize all of those resources to pull it together for two hours on a weekend, which makes it seem very simple. But if he can't, that's his, that's his job. That's what he's paid the big bucks to do. What may be more important than how we finish this year and whether we make finals or not and how you reflect on horses' results in the past or you know, finals history or whatever, has he performed well enough since 2012? You, you know, Whoever's making their opinion can be their own judge of that. But what could be more important or probably in my mind, what is more important is the next juncture that's coming up. We're transitioning our list now. We're going to lose Grundy in the next couple of years, probably lose Smith, probably lose McVay. Um, These older players are going to transition out of the side. Is he the right man to take us through this transition period? That's maybe more important in terms of who's going to be our senior coach going forward than, you know, do you give him a tick or a cross on his results in the last I think I think that's kind of what we're, what we're getting at though. We're coming into. Is anyone so? Is, is it another club in our, another club that's in our position? Is anyone going to say, "Geez, we want John Longmire to be that coach"? I'm not asking will no. someone poach him, but that's that's that is genuine. If you that's that is genuine praise of your role. If you are considered yeah. to be in the competition's best, to, 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 to take, to take clubs to take clubs forward. Do you know what I mean? But let's say in four years' time, our our list has has transitioned over and. O'Reardon, 26, Melican 25, Mills, 25, Aaliyah, 27, Cunningham, 28, Florent, 23, Heaney, 26, 
uh, Papley 26, McCartan 22, Ronk 24, Haywood 23. When they're all in... That's a strong side. That age group. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, we, sure. could, we could be a strong side if we get the next two or three years right. If we... If we, it, if we don't, if we cook it there are going the next to be... two or three years, we could very well be down in that lower third of the ladder with Carlton and Brisbane and, and Gold Coast, and it is as hard as ever, as harder than it's ever been to, to get, get out, out of there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to end yeah. up there. And so this next two years is absolutely with all of that, critical. With all of that talent comes a lot of attention from opposition clubs. Yep. Especially and, if you're not performing well. why does free agency not work? Because players want to go where premierships are. Yep. Hawthorne is like the perfect example of it. You think about the players that they have recruited over time. They have not gone there because they think, oh, this is a nice cushy place for me to be. They haven't gone there because they want to make an elimination final every now and again. Because they are and have been for the last, realistically, 10 years, a competing premiership side. Benny, what would you do? What would you do if you're Tom Harley at the end of the year, and you had another coach lined up? Would you say no, no, no? We're going to. It would depend it on who that coach was. No, 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 no. But that that question was asked poorly. Horse, do you think he's the man to take us to a flag? Whether it be next year or in five years' time, when the group comes through, the young group comes through. Jeez, I'd love him to prove me wrong, but I don't think he is. I don't, I don't personally think he is. No, it's it's very. I know it's very hard to. It took yeah, me a while to thing. say it. It's a hard thing to say, but it it's just it's the fact of the matter. And he's proved that this year, unfortunately, not being able to adapt to. And that's I think the game a, style. It's it is heartbreaking focus. for us to have these words come out. I know. Of our mouth. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. We, we love him. We, we, love we him. absolutely Look, adore horse. Twenty twelve. You'll like. But you've got he'll, to be. He'll never lose, he'll never lose that. You've he'll got to be. That. You've no got to be realistic. And we're not saying, you know, we we hate him. Horse out. Hashtag horse out. We're not saying that at all. Yeah, no, it but doesn't come from that it's, place. It's let's look at this realistically. We love our club. We want to. Uh, I know. I don't want to have a good coach and yeah, not win a flag for the next fifteen years. We're coming from a very privileged place of being competitive. Important that we acknowledge that. Yeah, being competitive for so years, so many years, and I think this could come across again as belligerent, very self entitled. Yeah, <laughs> self entitled. But if you're going to be realistic, the issue this year has been our game plan and the way we've been coached. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I think I said to you the other night, Mads, back 50 system, fine. System, fine. System fine. forward of centre. It's worked well. Horrible. Yeah. Forward of centre, the way we move the ball. But that's the thing, to not be, a, be able to identify that and change that and mitigate the issues there screams out that this isn't working anymore with horse. Well, you just look at all the, all the really strong, consistent teams this year and they all play with a bit of pace. Yeah. Um, Essendon showed us that on the weekend. They're they're a good side. Yeah, you know they proved. Yeah, they, they rebound proved off. Their, their rebound fifty is fantastic. Yeah, the way they rebound off out of their back half is just sensational. And that pace, and it's that the only run and good, gun, it's the only good thing that I can say about their football club. Run and gun. <laughs> twenty. They laid twenty tackles in their forward half the on our back. That up with me personally. Twenty. Yeah, I completely agree. Twenty tackles in their uh, forward half on our backs. Um, so their forward pressure was fantastic. Their run and gun style, similar to Richmond, similar to the way Collingwood have played this year. It's the way you have to play footy in twenty eighteen. Well, that's the, way the you thing. Don't do it. The game has it's not twenty twelve anymore. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand six. Anyway. Shut down footy. All right, we'll be going all right. All right, let's get to the votes from the Round 19 clash against the Essendon Footy Club. It wasn't a great game, but there were five great players who got in the True Bloods Player of the Year award voting, and the one vote. Who got that? All right, I'll go for it. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that no one wants him. <laughs> Harry Cunningham. And it's great he, season. He's had man. a career best year. Um, I, I think he's, if you were to put ticks and crosses against all the players, he is, he's a resounding tick from where he was oh, yeah, last year. Definitely. And when we did this, when we did this like six or seven rounds in, it was a bit of a, a bit of a dash. Not really sure. Was was showing good signs, but where he is now, fantastic. Yeah, just he's an continued, awesome, awesome contributor. Continue that consistency. Twenty disposal, seven contested, at eighty five percent efficiency. Set uh, three hundred and fifteen meters gained, six marks, four intercepts, four rebound fifties, three inside fifties. So very balanced across the wings there, Harry. Two votes. Two votes. 
21 disposals, nine of which were contested, 71% efficiency, 427 metres gained, seven clearances, two intercepts, five tackles, six score involvements, and one goal from Mr Isaac Haney. Another very balanced performance. So I asked Mads earlier, top three so far for the best and fairest. He's just been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. High uh, high 20s every week and scoreboard impact with pressure around the ground, tackles. I mean, he's he's deservedly on top. Future future captain. Yeah, for sure. That's a good call. Yeah, that's that's a very healthy call. Very healthy call. Moving on to uh, three votes. Closing the gap once again. 23 disposals, 10 disposals, 10 contested, six tackles, two intercepts and three score involvements for one Joshua P. Kennedy. JPK. El Capitan. Old Skipperoo. Skipperoo. Yeah. An, awesome, an awesome season from him. And he he is one of the people competing for uh, at, at the top of the uh, of the best and fairest at the moment. Yes, he is. He's also com- competing for the True Blood Player of the Year award. He's getting up there. Arguably more important. Four votes, Tommy. Uh, four votes. Uh, Lukey Parker, four-quarter effort from this man. 21 disposals, 17 of those contested. Six clearances. Great areas. Four. Seven Seriously marks. good areas. Seven marks, three contested, three tackles, four intercepts, five score involvements, and a goal. So Lukey Parker, four votes. Bit of scoreboard Lukey impact. Parker. Lukey Parker. You don't mind that, do we, Benny? Absolutely not. And the absolute revelation of the year. Since this man came back into the, into the side... We haven't won a game. <laughs> <laughs> On the contrary, Tommy. You might recall him swinging to the other he side did. of the ground and kicking a goal, a match-winning goal. I speak of none other than Alir Alir. Yeah, 12 disposals, terrific. 6 so, contested without error. 100% efficiency, 9 marks, 4 contested for 9 intercepts. And 3 two, 1 percenters, 2 rebound 50s. And 2 first names, or last names, depending on which one you look at it, Benny. I'm not familiar with the culture, Mads, so I'll uh, leave that one over there, untouched. But <laughs> I always think back to the Bulldogs game when we said back to the twos. Uh, it was a crack call. No, nowhere near it. It absolutely was. Yep. But he might be the form player of the competition at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I'd He's agree. most definitely been the form player of our, of our side. We would not have been anywhere near as competitive without him. No. A leer, a leer, of course, we're speaking of. Gets the five votes in the True Bloods Player of the Year award voting for our game against Essendon. So, and that takes us into the leaderboard for the True Bloods Player of the Year. And Heaney is still leading the way there on 39 votes. He is three votes ahead of Kennedy in second place on 36 votes. Parker in third place with 31 votes. Franklin, 28 votes in fourth place. Sinclair, 23 votes in fifth place. Alia has rocketed up to sixth with 21 votes. And then Lloyd McVeigh, Ronk, Grundy, Rampy, Hewitt, Hayward, Florent, Papley, Jones, Mills, Cunningham, and Smith to round it out. You ought to be calling the, calling the ponies, mate. I can so I can I can hear you coming down the uh, coming down the straight at. Uh, I want him on the trots at Calder. No, he's not getting on the trots. Mate. <laughs> he's not getting on the trots. <laughs> Get him on the ponies, mate. The length of Mornington. <laughs> I can see him. I can see him just coming into his own for sure. Shall we take a break? Yeah, we'll talk about that been, over the break. It's been an intense first segment. It's a bit emotional. Mm. This is true, bud. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now in the second segment, we always like to do a little bit of uh, social interaction and put up a bit of a social question for the True Bloods faithful to interact with us on the True Bloods Facebook page. And today, the question that we posed to you was, can we still make finals? Obviously, a tough draw uh, coming up, four weeks to go, and we've got uh, big games against Collingwood, Melbourne, the GWS, and Hawthorne to close out the season. Can we still make the finals? Uh, You all put in responses today, and these were a few of them. 
Atticus Saunders. Um, what did he have to say? He said the next four rounds are a perfect acid test for September. Three plus wins and we'll have the form to give the finals a red hot crack. Less than three wins and we're simply not up to it. Either way, we've got absolutely nothing to lose, so I hope Horse is ready to try a whole new brand as it's clear the status quo isn't working. You boys have joked about it all season, about doing something like starting butt in the centre. It's genuinely time to give that sort of thing a go. Well, Atticus, I'll have you know we weren't bloody joking. (laughs) We were 100% serious the entire time, and we still are, and I'm glad you're on board. And I did just also want to mention... Joshua Ma, I hope that that's how you pronounce his last name. Again, solid contributor. But he uh, actually messaged our page. Um, he said, hey, True Bloods, when you record next, remind Mads of last week's intro of Rob Crawford, where he knocked Essendon as being a joke of a club. I believe that later on, Rob said, revenge is a dish best served cold. Mate, if it got any colder, it would have started an ice age. Karma <laughs> is a bitch, and this week it's on you, Mads. Well, you know what, Joshy boy. Credit where credit is due. I'm uh, I'm happy to cop that. <laughs> I do walk a, a very thin line sometimes, but do you know what? I don't take it back. Isn't an R a joker of a club? <laughs> We're just a bit of a bigger joke at the moment. I don't know how um, I could follow that. Good that was, lordy, that glorious. For man. what it's worth, though, Joshua, we do highly value your input. We love your support of the True Bloods. Absolutely. And please don't let Mads be the reason that uh, that you forego such support. No, I get around Josh as much as the next man. Uh, Michael Tuller, he jumped in with, the question of can we make the finals is very different to will we make the finals. Will we make the finals? No. Can we make the finals? <laughs> also no. <laughs> Don't mind that. That's, mind. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. appreciate that. <laughs> well, Mads, speaking of also Josh Maher, the Murray. man... The man wrote a very, very good uh, editorial almost. Oh, you told me about this. On the Facebook, play, uh, unofficial Sydney Swans Facebook page. Oh, check that out, Swans fans. Yeah, very, very in-depth. Takes a while. It's a good read, but it's more or less on the money. Was a big fan. Was a big fan. Good all, stuff, Josh. All about the now. And Absolutely. Yep. 100%. And we like that. And of course, I mean, it wouldn't be a, uh, it wouldn't be a social interaction segment without a little bit from... The DJ himself, Dean Spanos. Oh, the DJ. <laughs> and his response was, nope. How can you win when your game plan is to bomb it long to a guy who can't catch a ball over his head? That's very and he's cool. also running around without a preseason, without training, injured. But it's all valid. It's yep. all valid. All very valid. Yeah, all, all Swans fans forgiven for handing out wax this week, I think. Yes. Um, it's an emotional game, isn't it? It certainly is. It certainly had me up and about on Friday night and pretty much every every other week this year. Um, we'll move on from the social question now and move into the next part of our second segment, which uh, is the time of the night that we like to get a little bit obscure. You're the only one who likes to get obscure in your time. <laughs> you guys don't like getting obscure? I? I love getting obscure, except you're just too bloody good at it, Tom. <laughs> you take, you, you seriously, you ruin Christmas. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not involved. This, I'm quiz master this time, so... I can't ruin it. The only one who can ruin it is the one who doesn't get it first. We might as well so. just go and get a beer. <laughs> Come back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Originally from Horsham and the North Ballarat Rebels. Adam we- Goods. No, not, oh, no. not Adam Goods. Oh. Went early. Ball- North Ballarat Rebels now. Known I was going to say, the, it's not very obscure. Yeah. They're now known as the Greater Western Victoria Rebels in the TAC Cup for any, any trivia buffs. Um <laughs> This man was drafted to Hawthorne with pick eight in the 2002 AFL draft. At 185 centimetres and 84 kilograms, he rotated between spoiling key defender and lead-up marking forward. He was also the runner-up to Russell Robertson in the AFL footy show's singing competition in 2005. (laughs) (laughs) Was he playing for Hawthorne at that time? He was. But unfortunately for him, he spent a lot of time at Box Hill, just the 19 senior games in his four years for the Hawks before being delisted at the end of 2006. He was then selected by the Swans with pick 44 in the 2007 rookie draft. He played nine games in two seasons for the Swans as a key defender before being delisted at the end of 2008. 
He received a Mark of the Year nomination for a big pack mark against the dogs in 2008. It wouldn't be an obscure swan without a bizarre nomination for something ridiculous. He's on the tip of my tongue. The mark is... You can see the mark? Yeah, it's what's gotten me there. Um, And we trolled him in both roles as well, as did Hawthorne. He was that lead-up forward for us, but most of the time he spent... Played nine games for Sydney. Played tall defender. Nine games for Sydney, and it was 19 games for Hawthorne. And a lot at Box Hill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Games record holder at Box Hill. (laughs) Um, Jeez. 185 centimetres, 84 kilograms. 185, 185 centimetres is basically an inside midfielder these yeah. days. <laughs> back then, it was a, a third tall key back, swing man, key forward. Swing man. I'm trying to, I'm Can trying we get to a number? Horsham. I will get a number for you. I don't know how that'll help, but I'm hoping it will. And I can give you initials as well of the man. Yeah, go go for initials. Initials? Well, firstly, I'll give you the number. He wore number 17 for Hawthorne, and he wore number 7 for Sydney. Number 7. When he was at the Swans, he played in five wins, one draw, three losses. When did he go to Sydney? 2007 was his first year with us. 2008 was his last year. Is the game he played the year that he played the most games was 2005 with the Hawks. He played 13 games, played five with us in 07, played four with us in 08. War number seven initials LB. Oh my god, are you anywhere, Benny? No, not really. And yeah. <laughs> I'm try- I'm racking my brains for players that have come out of Hawthorne. Yeah, so I'm I'm racking my brains for players who have come from Hawthorne. Don't mean that many. Had a career high nineteen disposals and two goals against Fremantle in uh, round six, two thousand and five. Tommy, don't give it away. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> His best game for the Swans was perhaps uh Round 18 in 2008 against the Bulldogs. Kicked one goal, had 13 disposals in a loss. If you've got a spare three hours, better just <laughs> have a look at that cer- game. I most certainly don't. Have a look. <laughs> I most certainly don't. LB. Are you LB. looking it up, Benny? I am. I've, 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 I've quit. I just want to know. Who is it? No, let's take a, take a pot shot. Take, it, take a pot shot. I still haven't found it. That's why you want me to take a pot shot. Yeah, bloody hell, it is. Um, we'll, give it ten, we'll give it 10 seconds. Luke something? Luke is correct. Luke, Luke, there's part one. Nine seconds. Luke. No, I'm nowhere. No, mate, I've got nothing. I'm nowhere. Luke B. Luke B. Luke B. No, I'm nowhere. Luke Brennan is the answer. For the obscure swan. Never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I remember Luke Brennan. I was nowhere near it, though. Oh, because I scrolled. You know why? Because I scrolled past him and thought he was too obscure. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Oh, dearie me. Better luck luck next time, boys. Shut up, Tom. You've done it again, Tom. You've ruined Christmas for everyone. Oh, let's go to another break. We'll be back with more True Bloods after this. Wipe that smirk off your face. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now we've got a massive game coming up this weekend against the Collingwood Footy Club. It is on Saturday. It's going to be a massive game Um, at the SCG. It will be... Collingwood, a fantastic side, has been in magnificent form, one of the most consistent sides in the competition in the 2018 AFL season, and we've got a big task this week to take them down, Mads. We do, we do, and I have just received word, Tom. It's about Nick Blakey. A little bit, oh, my bloody wish. We could could do with him now, couldn't we? I've received word 
uh, from a little source I like to call the AFL app. You're not meant to uh, name your sources, Matt. Well, it's not that's probably works. why no one tells me anything. Um, Kieran Jack, Jared McVay in the box seat to return. How many weeks has it been since he broke his collarbone? It was at the SCG. Three weeks ago? No, four no, no. weeks ago? It was four. He was missing for... Um, no, sorry. It was the against Geelong the... Geelong Was it the Geelong game? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. three four. weeks. Three God, weeks ago. I broke my collarbone and I would have been out of commission no, it's for four. anything it's four. for it's at four. least four. So eight it'd be, weeks. So this would be five weeks from return. Essendon, Gold Essendon, Coast, Gold Coast North, North, Geelong. Yeah, no, Geelong. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, good call. No, you got me there. Yeah. Um, Sharon could never get you in. My buddy was curious. Sorry, sorry, man. Didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on. Well, that's... I mean, that's it. And apparently Dan Hannabury could be a surprise starter at the SCG. I don't know why. Well, hang on. Speaking of one Dan Hannabury and breaking stories. Breaking stories. I'm not going to mention my source, but that's not for this person's sake. <laughs> that's because I consider him to be, of my mates, the worst newsbreaker in the business <laughs> because he doesn't do it professionally. He's come to me with a lot of theories this year and so far... Hanbury to miss against Geelong earlier in the year and Buddy to sit out with an injury is the only one that has actually come through. But he has got good mail, as he always does. Good mail. Got it on good authority. Dan Hanbury is set for a return to a Victorian club. I think this recently got mentioned on Triple M today or yesterday. Uh, and potentially Stephen May from the Gold Coast Suns to join the Sydney Swans. That would be huge. It'd be big, wouldn't it? Be That'd big. be big. I'd be and happy with that. I'd be happy with I've that. Got a, I've got put a lira at full forward. <laughs> I've got quite a few Your mutual man. friends who were at school with Dan Hadbrick. Um My year, all that sort of stuff at Hadbrick. Uh Sorry, at Xavier. And it would not surprise me in the slightest if he was coming home to Melbourne. It would not. I would, yeah. Well, we, I can absolutely see it happening. Put it and, that way. And if it did, we'd wish him well. Absolutely. Been a blood's legend. I would. Absolutely. I if he absolutely would. Would love to see him continue. I really on. Want, I, well, this is this is what I, I would. I would rather that he stays. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I think, I'm the same here. I've, I think I've, I think uh, uh, an injury-free full preseason yep. Dan Hanbury is is still Valuable. of lethal potency to our uh, to our list. Mads, you look very unsure. I just haven't seen any glimmer of that. This year, like I, I would, because he, I would expect, I, I understand what you're both saying. I love Hannah's. I adore Hannah's. I think he. There's no need to mock us. No, no. I do. <laughs> I actually do though. I, I actually do. I've, I've, I feel it kind of upsets upsets me that I feel this way, but I just don't think he's going to recapture that tenacity that he that he used to play with. I just why think, not? Well, I just why not? I, I, I think his body's kind of failing him. I think his body is absolutely failing him this year, but I think it's due to a lack of pre-season and, and not being able to get it right. I don't think it's necessarily that he's been bashed up for too many years. The guy's 27. That's, 27. I know, but he has played so that, that, football in a way that isn't conducive to longevity. Yeah, but he's also not a footballer that... Is going to give you a runoff half back. He doesn't no, need I know. to. I he know. doesn't need to be agile and all that sort of stuff. He just needs to go he, in, get the ball, and get it out. He hasn't hit a target all year. Yeah, but that's because this year <laughs> he has hasn't been a terrible hit a target. Year. Yeah, but he hasn't been prepared for football this yeah, year. Yeah, but I just Tommy, I can see you itching to get in over there, mate. Well, I'm just <laughs> as he checks his phone. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about the ins and outs here um, for this big one against Collingwood. So if all three of those blokes are available, Jones is one who obviously goes out. Yes. He's not going to play. Uh, do you make any further changes? So, say Jones out, McVeigh in. Say that's a change. Do we accommodate Hannah's and Kizza back into the side? Is it O'Reardon? Is it Dawson? Is it? I'd almost much maligned players this year. I'd almost. That being said, for everything that I just said, I would probably put Hannabry in over Kieran Jack. Yep. I just don't think that Kieran's really got no, a place Kieran's, in the side anymore. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't. Even even fit. I just. He's so too slow. Like his he's pace, got... his pace has left him in the same way that Rhino keeps pace. So you have Dawson in ahead of Kieran Jack. Yes. Yeah. I thought Dawson was serviceable. So did I. 
thought he was good. I yeah. like Dawson. I thought all three like of them were serviceable. But I just, I just don't see there any point in bringing Kieran Jack into the side. Well, not if it takes Dawson out yeah. of the side and stops him from well, playing. I mean, no, yeah, no exactly. Value. There's yeah. no value. No value whatsoever. And, and that's the thing. None of O'Reardon, Dawson or... They didn't um, do anything wrong. They, yeah, they didn't... Newman, they didn't do anything You know who had a shocker? Wrong. Shocker. Yeah, well... Well held. He's, yeah. He's an interesting one. He either has a shocker or he kicks five or six or seven. Oh, I love him. He's going to be a superstar moving I actually, forward. I but... disagree with that to, to an extent. I, I think that... He has gone. He has been well held. I wouldn't say he have a, ever has a, a shocker. No, he had a shocker on Friday night. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. But to I don't to think Tommy, he's had another Tommy's shocker. Point, yeah. To be to Tommy's point about he either kicked five or he has a as a as a mare had twelve didn't kick one against the Gold Coast the previous week. I think I think everybody's cancelled out for that one. Um, how many games you played? He had, talk uh, to me. Talk to me about his match. Had, had 12, talk about. Had talk to me about his match against, experience. Had twelve. Didn't kick one against Geelong. Um, I'm just just going back through the archive here. <laughs> maybe maybe wait until you've got eight hours, and then and then go through it instead of wasting the True Blood faithful's time no, knocking no. a kid who's played no, about ten no, games. No, I love I love him, but that's what you get with a kid. Horse says it all the time. Kids are going to be on and off, and that's what you get with. Like, sometimes no, I think, he's going to have an off. Night. I think my point is that's the first night I've seen him had and have an absolute shocker in I'm that he made the a, he made a lot of mistakes. I'm glad the Mets and I are on the same page. We get, we get it. We understand. You know what? Maybe maybe maybe. Maybe it. for the first time in the True Bloods, it could be our man. Just, just you and our man. No, I love just, you too, Ronks. I love you. Uh, uh, it's a bit <laughs> late for that. I would have thought, Tommy, you can just stay out of it over there, mate. I wouldn't be surprised if he unfollows you on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't think he follows me. Um, so, oh, po- I'm, I'm going to unfollow you after that. <laughs> Pies, Grundy, Pendlebury, Sidebottom, Adams, Phillips, Chris, Thomas, Stevenson, Hoskin, Elliott, Cox. These types Jesus. of blokes, good players. Got to stop them. We somehow. could win. They could come into this thinking they've got us on toast and we could win. Who knows? I don't think we will. I was really impressed. Given but... all of their given all of their outs, I was really impressed by uh, by the pies. Yeah, you put you you put Trelaw and Dugowie back into that team. There's every chance that they compete through that fourth quarter oh. against the Tigers. Uh, historically, I hate Collingwood, but I found myself at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. Really, really rooting for them. Do you, know my, do you know who my favourite player in the comp is that's not a Sydney Swan player? Big Mason Cox. Yeah, he's a you ledge. know why? Because he stands in the goal square, he sticks his hands up, he takes marks, he goes back and he kicks it's goals. It's really simple football he plays. Really simple football. Can we get a bike like that at full forward for us? Yeah. Some big his name's seven Sinkers. foot. His well, name's Sinkers. Yeah, oh, that's right. We got, a, we got one. <laughs> right. Hey, just on that, I didn't rate him until I watched him in person. I'm a big rap for Darcy Moore. Yeah. I, he played a really... He, I think he only had 12 touches, but he played a stellar oh, game. Oh, but don't tell Tommy that because he's obviously had a shocker. <laughs> did he Did he have 12 did he, and kick no goals? <laughs> yeah. He's in his second year, so that uh, that puts him in, to, in Tommy's bin. He's not coming anywhere near the Sydney Swans. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Tommy's I'd, beside I'd, himself. I'd love Darcy Moore for what it's worth. Oi, I, I would... Be pretty happy with him because we're going to have. I, I was saying to Benny on the way here, we're going to have potentially a few gaps. I know we've got people to come back, but we could do with another intercept guy. My, and he was doing it really well, and he's a swingman. So I think we would uh, be more, silly to not look at more and May would be nice. I, mm. Did I. <clears throat> Already here though that we have said that we're not going after Darcy Moore. No, we're going after him. North entered the fray this morning, apparently. North entered yeah. the fray for I, everyone. I swear that- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, with their, with their war chest that no one wants. <laughs> Such a garbage football club. Um, they just don't stand for anything. But anyway, we're going to carry on from North. I, I, yeah, sorry. I thought that I had seen something um, that we had announced that we were not going to be going after Darcy Moore. I think he's we got some no sort of link to Sydney. I think I think it would be remiss of us not to pick him up. That's all I'm saying. Yep. No, yeah. I, I like him. Well, I'd, I'd like to have him. Absolutely. 100%. So can we tip us for this one? We, I will, but who's gonna, yeah. no confidence. Yeah, as we've already established, yeah. no one, we're never going to tip against us, but 
it's uh, it it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. And so it is Sydney by. They're a really good side. They are. It's Sydney by one kick. Is it inside a goal? Ori wrote us off last week and said if we lose the Essendon game, we're not going to make finals. We still can make finals. We're not going to make finals. Right in the hunt. We have to we're win not going to make finals. If we can somehow turn it around and win this one, we're suddenly right back in it. That's the, that's the thing. If we can somehow pull out four quarters on Saturday against Collingwood and... We've, you know, we've been over this. Yes, that is factually correct. Um, I just they, they are scintillating at the moment, Collingwood. They're really good. They just got beaten by a better side in a fourth quarter, which has happened all year. And you know what? Credit to the Collingwood Football Club because... Their injury list is berserk. It, moreover, remember, their coach was going to be sacked last year. Yeah. Matthew yeah. Buckley was going to be sacked. Now he's huge... in demand. Yeah. He's... Very, very similar to the Tigers. That's what everyone yeah. in the media is saying. Very, very similar to the Tigers. Yep. Underdog story. Is it similar to how we're talking about horse at the moment? Yeah, I've also, I've also, Buckley I've, last I've year and Dimmer the year before. I've thought about this. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I bloody hope so. Swan's by a point Well, Well, what, is, what did Dimmer do? What did uh, Dimmer Hardwick, what have Na- what's Nathan Buckley done? They've gone away. They've answered some really tough questions and they've changed their approach. What are we calling out for? Are we calling out, are we calling out for Horse to be sacked? Or are we t- calling out for, for, adapt. To, for some adapt, yep. to adapt and thrive? Exactly right. Couldn't have put it better myself. Jeez. Do we, take, do you re- I'm taking your breath away, Matt. Do you, re- <laughs> do you reckon we need to actually clarify? I, maybe we will. We are not calling for Horse to get sacked. I just want to make that very clear. Yep, no way. No way are we calling ben, for Horse to Everything Ben said is completely accurate. We just want some sort of change. In an ideal we world, Horse best, stays and yeah. everything gets fixed. Correct. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. We want what is best for the football club, yeah. and if that if that is for horse to stay and for the development of the club to continue and for him to adapt and to take this club forward, yes, he's the right man to take this club forward. But if he can't adapt, then no, he's not the right Correct. man to take the club forward. To touch on our mm, that'll be enough. That'll be enough of that. Yeah, it's an interesting four weeks ahead for the Swanee. So Swans by a point for me. Inside um, one goal for me, yeah, Madison. Yeah, Ben Ronk to kick the winner <laughs> in, a, in a shocking performance. That's yeah, the one ben, goal ben, after the siren. Ben Tommy's Ronk. written him off as a show, as an absolute <laughs> man, and then he ben, kicks the ben goal Ronk. after the siren. Yeah, Ben Ronk to have um, one kick for the day <laughs> and it to be a goal after the siren. One hundred percent disposal efficiency. No one percenters. <laughs> And we're going to get Tommy as Swanee's Guernsey with number 25 imprinted on the back. I welcome that. Uh, yeah, of course you would. You turn. Turncoat. Unbelievable. Oh, it's getting a bit loony in here. Let's move on to the tips for round 20. Richmond versus Geelong. Richmond. Richmond. Geelong are garbage. Pretenders. Pretenders. Every other side is garbage at some yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. In one way, shape or another. Yep. Tigers. Uh, Tigers. Hawthorne versus Essendon. Can the Bombers Haw- break the line in the sand curse? Oh, this is a bit of a line in the sand game, isn't it? it is Hawthorne the... to teach them an absolute lesson. You reckon? Yep. I, Mate, Essendon I... have not won since the line in the sand game back in 2004. That, that was huge. The Richie Vandenberg yeah. fight. Richie the, the Haymaker. Boy, Justin like Murphy, club. Simon Beaumont fight Oi, club. True, Blood's, so True Blood's faithful. Jump on YouTube and just chuck in line in the sand. If you Hawthorne, don't know, Essendon. If you don't know yeah. what we're talking about. Because it is an absolute... Gem. It's, I think it's about, it's, a eight, it's about 18 minutes. They've got the highlights of all the fives. It's an absolute gem. So that is the last time that Essendon beat Hawthorne. Wow. I reckon, it's, they it's might, time ago. I reckon they'll break the curse. And they have a lot of... They've still got a lot of big outs. The but, Hawks. Yeah, and, and they're coming off a, was it a six-day break. They've been over to Perth. Essendon's had the extra I'll, rest. I'll jump on the Dons. I think they're garbage, but I'll get on the Dons. Bombers. Hawks for me. Bombers, I reckon. Uh, Brisbane v North up at the Gabba. North, North came out pretty strong. Two, I've just tipped two sides that all I do is call garbage. I've just backed both of them. <laughs> um, it will be put it this way: it will be Essendon, but I hope Hawthorne, and it will be North, but I hope Brisbane. Yeah, that's a fair call. 
Uh, Adelaide v Port showdown, huge showdown here, massive for Port Adelaide. Probably Kenny also Hinkley. than the Crows. Crows can technically keep their season alive if they win, but Port, if they lose this one, that's going to be one that they probably rue at the end of the year because they might miss the eight if they go down. Yeah, they've got a history of buckling these games, don't they? Port really suck. Oh. <laughs> I really, I really just don't, I don't know about that. that. I don't think, I don't think they're going to cut it. Um, but Kenny Hinkley's mob will get the job done because they're currently leading. The showdown, one love. <laughs> the, old, the old one love. Uh, on the mate, you can you can you can suss it out. I mean, they're on a one they're on a one game showdown winning streak. <laughs> okay. Two minutes. No. <laughs> Secure versus the Bulldogs. No, no, we're going back to this. <laughs> Do you remember what happened um, in the in their last game in the last showdown? Remember Adelaide, that's right, kicked that yeah. goal. Kick the winning goal after Adelaide <laughs> put on four goals in about 90 seconds. All right, can we better wrap this one up, boys? That way we're done. Uh, Saints, doggies, doggies for me. Doggies. Yeah, doggies. No, nah, Saints. 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 <laughs> Ben's, Ben's gone berserk. Giants to beat the Blues. Yep. Uh, yes, Giants to pants the Blues. D's to beat the Gold Coast. I'm going the joke around and I'm just backing all the away teams. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the kiss, of, kiss of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now and ever for my tipping. <laughs> As Melbourne come of age now, they bro- they beat Adelaide over in Adelaide last week. No, I don't think they have. They've got to beat us next week to do that, do they? No. I. Do you know what? We'll beat be- Melbourne. We'll beat Melbourne. They're a- I'd love it. I'd love it if yeah. we did. They're, they're such an aggressive side. They're so attacking. And it's that, that's where they get hurt. Yeah. It's because there's not enough uh, defensive run. But... I still don't win. trust them. They will win this weekend. Against the Gold Coast, they yep. should. West Coast versus Fremantle. The Derby over in Perth. Huge implications for West Coast in particular. Yeah. The way this uh, game goes. West Coast. West Coast. For Too much own. on the line for them. Yep. Yep, Eagles for me as well, and that is the. Oh, is that the hold on, is that the Sunday afternoon, that Sunday is, twilight that game? That's the last game oh, of the round. You know what? That's a ripper to derby just, at the end to just tuck into that. a beer on the couch on a yeah. cold Sunday afternoon. It's very much that way. Yeah. It's heater on. Yep. you're on the couch. Yep. Yeah, it's it's all dark. It's good. It's finished yeah. up. Everything's done. Yeah, but it's obviously just like you know, it's 35 degrees and sunny over in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I reckon that's one of the, my favourite time slots yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely just eases you into the week nice. you know what it used to be before it was Fox Footy as well back when it was still on Fox Sports it had BT and BT was rife everyone's like oh okay, BT does a bit of weird stuff on Channel 7 <laughs> mate he was <laughs> off the leash off the leash <laughs> when he was on uh, when he was off free to air TV and he used to do that game all the time yep. and it was fantastic yeah ripper time slot that'll be a ripper game I'm looking forward to it and reserves update just before we go. We had the, had the bye Any last Nick weekend. Any Nick Blakey, Tommy? Uh, we, we didn't play. We had the bye last yeah. weekend. We remain in second place. This weekend, we play Brisbane 3.45pm Saturday at the SCG before the Sydney Collingwood Senior Game. And that'll just about do us. This has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it for another week. Can the Mighty Bloods for this Saturday against the Pies. And make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew, as always. Always good to be here, Tommy. My absolute pleasure, Thomas. Mine also. My name is Tommy Flanagan. We'll see you all next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media production.